Hi, I'm Rihanna, and welcome to Healing is Hot, the podcast. Welcome to Healing is Hot, the podcast. I'm your host, Rihanna, and we have a gorgeous guest today. I will let you introduce yourself and your background, what you do, and kind of how you got here. Thank you. My name is Kale. I am a licensed massage therapist and Reiki master. Um, I'm going to back it up. I knew from a very young age that I just wanted to help people feel better. I had no idea what that looked like or what I would in the world, but I, was, I just knew I wanted to help people feel better. Um, so but I'm graduating high school. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Um, but I knew that a college just didn't sound like my cup of tea. Um, so I stumbled upon a massage school in Denver and read about the program, saw that I would be done in a year and could be, you know, working in a career shortly and on a whim decided to do it. And I realized, wow, I can really help people feel better doing this work. Um, and that's where I learned about the energetic body, different energy fees. It's where I was introduced to Reiki. Um, so where I was introduced to Reiki. And yeah, so I've been a licensed therapist since 2012. And in 2020 is when I finally decided I was ready to learn Reiki. I found a wonderful teacher. Um, I just felt like the world needed more healing. I felt like my clients needed more healing. I also just knew I wanted to understand energy and the energetic body just a little bit better. And that's how I got here. That's awesome. I love hearing how people kind of find their niche. They find their path in life. And it's so funny how we all end up really where we're meant to be and sitting in our purpose some sooner than others. And it's so cool that you found that so soon in your life. Yeah definitely magical. Awesome. Thank you so much for all that introduction and all that. So that kind of leads me more into kind of the burning question on a lot of people's minds is what is Reiki? Like what are chakras and how does energy healing even work? So Reiki is a Japanese healing technique. Um, and it literally translate to universal wisdom, life force energy. So Ray being God's wisdom, um, higher power and key being life force energy. And so when you're practicing Reiki, you are channeling this universal wisdom, life force energy from yourself into um, a person that you may be working on or really anything. It can be an animal. It can be an object. Um, so channeling of the energy and chakras are our energetic centers. So they are the energetic awareness that each person has in their body. There are seven main chakras. So the first chakra being the root chakra, and that is going to be from your pelvic floor, your hips, down your legs, through your feet. And that's the chakra that's really um, connecting you to the earth, grounding you. And that is your grounding center, your security, your stability. Um, and then you go up to your sacral. And that's going to be your lower belly, your, sacr um, your sacrum space. And that is going to be your inner child, your sexuality, your creativity, and then you go up to your solar plexus, and that is going to be the space, that soft space, right, when your ribcage is meeting, and that's your power center, that's your self-confidence. 
to your heart and your heart chakra. That's all about compassion and love. Uh, the next one would be your throat and that's all about your communication um, and how you can like um, a lot of like musicians have a very strong heart chakra music's really involved in that chakra as well and then you'll go up to the space between your eyes a little above that would be your third eye that's your intuition that's your awareness and the last one being the crown chakra, and that is the top of your head, connecting you to um, your higher power, whatever you believe in. It's your spirituality. It's your cosmic consciousness. Uh, but those are the chakras. Um, and how does energy healing work? I believe that it works by me channeling this energy, channeling from the highest place of love and goodness and allowing it to fill me up and overflow out of me into whatever I'm sending energy, the Reiki to. I don't really know how to explain better how it works. It just, it just does. I just believe in it. I feel it. Um, if you're receiving this energy work, you will notice it and feel it. And it's just a beautiful mystery kind of. Absolutely. And I fully second that. I feel like the concept of Reiki is so lost on people because it's kind of like the Santa Claus effect of like, if I can't see it, like, I don't want to believe in it. But then other concepts we have no problem believing in just because we've been, well, for lack of a better term, conditioned to it or have seen it so much that it feels ordinary or normal to us. And because Reiki isn't really something in the mainstream media and is actually very much made fun of in like mainstream media, as well as energy healing in general, um, you know, in sitcoms or different things that reinforces kind of negative connotations within ourselves. And sometimes it is hard to like open up to this kind of thing because there's so much skepticism that comes out just from a lack of understanding and comprehension. And the human mind itself is limited because we can only comprehend so much you know, being human and so much about the universe and everything else involved in life. I mean, we still don't have answers that we probably never will. And that's okay. But there is yeah. always ways and answers of how to work on ourselves, which is such a beautiful thing with Reiki. Yeah, I always tell clients, especially if someone's like skeptical or like just kind of confused about what's going to happen, my best advice is just allow yourself to be open to receive and just see what happens. Like it's going to be a different experience each time and from person to person. So just be open to it. It's it's going to be beautiful no matter what. It is and it opens up so much and I love like hearing back from like the Reiki master when I'm being worked on of like, okay, what'd you see? Like what message what messages came through? Like what, what did you feel like on each chakra? Like what, what happened? And I love hearing that kind of stuff because, you know, even as an intuitive person, sometimes I'm in my own head and I need help, you know, getting out of my head, having someone else kind of translate my energy back to me when I'm in times of, we'll say high adrenal stress. Mm, yes. And it's like that Christmas bulb effect, you know, with adrenals sit in the root chakra, which means, <laughs> if that's out, everything else is out. So then I'm really not as high functioning as I think I am. <laughs> yeah. Being grounded is everything for humans. And it's so easy for us to not be grounded anymore. Just be from technology, you know, it's like putting you in all these different spaces all the time. Um, so coming back to connection is so important. Absolutely. And we talk about, we throw around these terms of like, oh, that's so grounding or balancing, but I don't think the 
we'll say the everyday person really understands what that means. Um, I did an episode on this in one of my previous episodes on the podcast about grounding and just like a grounding session and, you know, visually walking you through it in a sense through audio, but there's so much more to it. And it's like something that could potentially should be maybe a daily practice just because there is so much around us that does, we'll say like imbalance us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say are like some of the greatest benefits of Reiki and like your opinion and how does like, how does a session work for you? What kind of comes up, you know, in general without obviously revealing like client specifics, but, um, right. you know, what, what is, what is Reiki to you? How is it beneficial? Like, how would you kind of sell it on the everyday skeptic? Yeah, I love that question because the benefits of Reiki are literally endless. So like I said earlier, I'm channeling from the highest place of love and goodness. So whatever someone needs in that moment is what they're going to receive. And that's, that's Reiki. Like Reiki will always give someone exactly what they need. So whatever you need is exactly what you're going to get. But some of the like really common things that people will see after a session is for one, it allows you to get in such a deep state of relaxation, which is another thing I think a lot of people just aren't receiving in their daily life. Like a lot of, I see it in my clients all the time. People just don't know how to relax. And so by doing this energy work, it, it takes you there without you even having to try. Um, it also is great for anxieties, depression. It's great for headaches. It's great for pain throughout the body. Um, another really beautiful thing it'll do is it will allow you to release stored trauma and stored emotions in your body, which is something most humans are really good at doing because we don't want to feel, you know, pain. We don't want to feel those emotions that make us uncomfortable. So we'll just store them in our body and they will manifest in um, injury. They'll manifest in pain. And so when you're doing this work, it allows, um, it sounds uncomfortable, but it's really beautiful, but it allows the trauma, it allows memories, it allows emotions to surface, allowing you to feel them, but then also releasing them. So then you can kind of move on from that situation or that emotion. Those are probably like my main favorite benefits of Reiki. Um, so how does the session work? Uh, and of course, every Reiki master, every Reiki healer, every session is going to look so different for everyone. Um, but the basics of mine is I will always start with a guided meditation some breath work, maybe some aromatherapy, just really allowing you to come back into your body, come into the space fully, allowing your mind to calm down and allowing you to just like melt into the space. And that's before I even start the Reiki. And then I start this energy work. And again, it's so different each session, um, but I will work with your chakras a lot. I will work with your aura. Um, and I'll just allow myself to be guided something going on in your body, maybe intestinally, or maybe it's a knee injury and I'll allow myself to just hold space for that person in those space, in those areas. Um, and so many things will come up 
I, I truly believe it's whatever the client needs to hear will come through. Um, a lot, I've had so many super magical sessions, um, with kind of wild things coming through. I think one of the coolest things that's happened in my journey is connecting to, um, little soul babies who haven't come to earth yet. I, yeah, I love connecting. I've had, it's happened a few times, not a ton, but when it happens, it's powerful. Um, I connect a lot to animal spirits. So sometimes it's a guide of yours as an animal. Sometimes it's just the energy of that animal that will come through. Um, you know, people will see colors. I'll see a lot of colors. Emotions will come up. You just never know. That's, that's the cool, beautiful, mysterious part about it. Um, yeah, it's wild. It is wild. And it sounds like you even have like almost some like, like mediumship abilities too, to be able to allow these people to come through and to channel like that is a gift in itself too. Yeah, it's really funny. I never thought of myself as a medium, even though I have um, connected with past loved ones. I've connected with even animals who have passed. Uh, But I just like it only happens for me when I'm channeling Reiki. It's not I don't just walk around and I'm like, oh, that person has a spirit connected. So maybe that's my thing. Maybe something I just could build and connect to more deeply. But I don't know. Yeah. Mediumship has happened to me since I was a kid. And from everyone's perspective of other mediums I've discussed this with, it happens differently for everybody. And Mm -hmm. at least when mediumship's happening for you during Reiki, at least you know it's like divine energy coming through, not something icky, not something bad. (laughs) Like like that is such a blessing in itself. Um, You know, some people work their whole lives to try to channel and connect. And I think it happens in the right timing and in divine timing when it's meant to for everybody. It was something I built off of as a kid. I shut it down a lot as a kid because I was terrified. Obviously, you know, if you tell your parents, they're like, okay, like, calm down. (laughs) Like, There's no monsters under the bed. There's no person in your closet. There's no person in the corner. But to me, there was. And it's not their fault. They couldn't see what I was seeing. But there's just like so much, you know, beyond just like seeing in the physical eye sense. And there's so much that comes through in, you know, the mental eye that people get confused. They're like, okay, well, where are you seeing this image? Like, and they're looking around the room and I'm like, oh no, it's not out here, sweetie. Like (laughs) it's in here. Um, And I can, I can get into a place of like trance channeling, which is not recommended for everybody. Definitely. But there, it, it is such a gift because other people will turn around and say, oh, I wish I could do this. Oh, I wish I had that. And it's so amazing that there's people out there like you who can combine this gorgeous balancing act of Reiki and also this connective, we'll say, um, practice of mediumship too. I think that's, I think that's gorgeous. Yeah. And well, the cool thing is, is I, I truly believe that every human has some sort of capability of channeling, whether that's just your um, intuitive knowing or whether that's like hearing something that's not quite your, your you know, thoughts, your speak um, or seeing things. But yeah, it's all about tapping into it and, and trusting it. That's like the biggest, biggest part um, is trusting that what you're seeing or feeling or hearing is, is true and it is a message and it's a gift. Absolutely. And I think, and this is going to be, this is my controversial, my hot topic opinion of the day is 
I think the pandemic that's been going on for much longer that we don't want to talk about is stress and how mm. much it overwhelms the system so that your, your barking dog, you know, that fight or flight, that sympathetic nervous system can't calm down long enough to understand what's fear and use that discernment of what's fear and what's intuition. And because you don't take that time to like calm down, sit down with yourself, do those emotional check-ins, you're not going to know which is which. And that's what gets really freaky because you're like, oh my gosh, I have this premonition that something bad's going to happen. Is that fear talking or is that intuition? And I think this is where Reiki comes in handy and will become more and more popular, you know, going forward is because people need to find a way to de-stress. Absolutely. And and this, we haven't talked about this yet, but one of my favorite parts of Reiki is when you learn, when you get your first attunement, level one attunement, that's all about doing Reiki to yourself. And how cool is it that you can give yourself this beautiful energy healing work and it's just going to connect you deeper into yourself and exactly what you just said. It's going to help with your stress. It's going to allow you to relax. Uh, I That's like my favorite part of Reiki. And actually, I didn't even realize it was part of it until I was learning it. <laughs> and it feels really good, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, good. Oh my gosh, if I ever can't sleep, I will just channel some Reiki and start putting my hands wherever I'm feeling called to. And I'm asleep within like five minutes. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. I'm more likely to do Reiki before bed than in the mornings because I'm always such a rush, rush, running late, petite person in the morning. I'm a Leo. So our catchphrase is I'm always late. <laughs> and it's funny because at night, Reiki is like the one thing that can get my mind to like, calm down. And even if I'm having like a lot of caffeine, if I had a lot of caffeine in the day and I'm like, God, I can't sleep. I'm like, oh, I got this like turn off button. It's called Reiki. It's my do not disturb. <laughs> right. So mindful and you're so present when you're doing it and you just can't help but be. Next question. I always ask this on my guests. I, I love this question. Um, five things you no longer do knowing what you know now as a massage therapist and Reiki master. So this question, I love this question, but I, I, it was really hard for me to think of five things that I genuinely stopped doing just because of my massage therapy and Reiki, but I have five things that I absolutely do now because of them. Can Ooh, I share that? a twist. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But I was like, I mean, I've stopped doing a lot, but it's it's more than just the Reiki and massage therapy. But anyway, so five things that I absolutely do, they're like my non-negotiables now um, because of what I know is the first one we've talked about it is making sure I'm grounded daily and meditating. Now, I don't meditate every single day, but I do meditate pretty often. And... For me, you know, do channeling this energy work, it is very, it's an airy space to be in. You're in the cosmos, you're receiving these messages. And if I'm not grounded, I'm just like aloof and like kind of not present and unaware. So really grounding myself daily is so important. And meditating, making sure that my mind is clear, making sure that I'm leaving my ego out of my sessions so I can be a more clear channel for my clients. Um and the second thing is yoga. I love yoga. 
it, and you know what? It is meditation and it is grounding, but it's also connecting me so deeply into my body and allowing me to build strength and flexibility at the same time. And if you go get a massage, I can always tell if someone is like has a good routine with stretching along with their workouts or if they're doing yoga or if they're doing nothing at all. There is a huge difference in the body and, and how the body feels. Um, Whoa. I didn't know that was a thing. Oh my gosh. Now I'm like shameful about what my massage therapist when I tell her, oh, yeah, I've been working out a ton. And she's like, no, you haven't. <laughs> Well, it's like you have been, but how's the stretching going? Because that's where people—that's where there a lot of a lot of humans just aren't like really stretching or really getting into those muscles. Like maybe you're doing a little stretching, but the way I can tell is how like pliable your fascia is, and if your fascia is moving through your body. And and majority of people, it's pretty stuck. But if you're doing yoga, especially frequently, oh my gosh, the way that your body, the muscles, the fascia all just like melts and moves, uh, it's really cool. But so I have a very strong yoga practice because of how I, how I see other people's bodies, um, in like a, a pain or a tightness sense of way. Um, but another thing that I always do is I send Reiki um, or I send a blessing to my food and my drinks, my water, my tea, um, anything I consume, um, just to allow it to fill me with everything that I actually need and just sending it a little extra love before I put it into my body. It just feels really good to me. Um, my fourth thing that I do also is I will send reiki to my car especially if i'm on a long road trip i will like protect my car with reiki energy i'll protect my home with reiki energy especially if i'm going to be leaving it for a while and then also like if you're energetically cleansing your space you can do that with reiki too and i just think that is so cool so i i definitely am doing reiki to a lot of other things besides just my clients on my table and then the fifth thing is probably the most important thing to me, um, and that is receiving the work that I do. So allowing myself to receive massages frequently and receive energy work frequently is so beneficial to me and my body and my mental health. So yeah, those are my five things. I love that, especially because I feel like it's been 50-50 with the people I've talked to who are also like working in the energy healing, we'll say field, and they'll be like so stressed out over like how many clients they have or like not enough, whatever this lack is, you know, lack of time, lack of clients, lack of abundance. And I'm like, what are you doing to get like worked on? Because like I don't work on people unless I've been worked on, unless I'm clear. That just doesn't feel right to me, you know? I don't want to mm -hmm. like subconsciously or like energetically even pass along my traumas, my issues, my negative mindset. If that's what I'm in at the moment, like I don't want to pass that along to someone like, you know, it's like doing like doing Reiki to someone. Granted, I know Reiki like flows through you to someone else. Um, but I was always told that like you shouldn't do Reiki unless you've done it to yourself first, you know, before a session or make sure that you're clear and yeah, I'm, I'm very sensitive. So I can always tell how grounded someone is. Um, 
and luckily I live in a beautiful place where there are so many healers and I've met so many wonderful people that I know who I can trust and go to. Um, but it's like practice what you preach, right? I, I highly recommend receiving this work frequently. And if I'm recommending it, how like energetically, how is that going to show up for me if I'm not also receiving it? Yes. Yes. I love, love that. I love how you took that question and totally made it your own. Like that's, we don't talk about that enough. And maybe, you know, it's such a good insight too, even for myself of like, maybe we should stop focusing on a don't do this and don't do that. And maybe sometimes opening up more of like, Hey, but you could start doing this. You could start doing that. So almost like a shift in vibration too, of like, Hey, here's like more positive things you can do. Right. Totally. (laughs) that's beautiful I love that awareness that just came from you but it's so um I do that a lot in life and so it's funny that I subconsciously did it but I will always find the positive or the good in a situation even in the really crappy ones I'm like I will I will always try at least to find you know one benefit or one positive from everything so crucial so crucial to like shifting perspective and like you know even helping other people shift their perspective um as a wellness coach that is hard for me sometimes of like okay i know exactly what they're thinking i know where they've been i've been in that space before and there is yes such a thing as like toxic positivity when you're a wellness coach because you're like you can do it you know like you got this girl and like that it's so much more than that it's okay i know you're feeling this way let's break this down let's find a way to alchemize this emotion. So like allow yourself to feel it to the fullest so you can release it. And someone who always works on me always says, if it's coming up, it needs to come out. So if that emotion is like sitting in your throat and you just haven't communicated that now is your time to do that. So you can work through it and release it, whatever it is. Yes. And that is so, so important. And I always encourage my clients to, I'm like, if, so, if a memory is coming up, if a emotion, even if it's trauma, even if it's uncomfortable in this moment, allowing exactly what your coach says or your therapist says, like, if it wants to come up, it needs to come out. So you just need to sit with it. You need to feel it. And what better time to allow these things to come up and out when you have someone who's present with you and is just holding space for you in the most like loving way that they can. Like that feels good to have a release and have that support at the same time instead of, you know, the very common human thing to do is, oh, I can do it all on my own. Like, why? We Uh, can't. The hyper-independence. No. (laughs) I know it's it's so hard because, like, I want to tell people, like, who do struggle with hyper-independence because I've been that person of, like, you know what? Like, I will do it on my own. And it comes from this root trauma of, like, I couldn't depend on other people emotionally, mentally, physically. So now I feel like I have to do it all myself. And that is a really hard one to work through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's deep rooted for sure. And also probably has been passed on for generations and generations as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough one because asking for help feels like it takes some kind of shot at like our ego or our pride. And really, I think it's like the most helpful thing you can do for yourself. It's not taking away from you. If anything, it's adding to your life because you can delegate more tasks and you will have more time for love and joy and peace if you can start to ask for help when you need it. Mm, Yes, that's so true. Or even seek out, you know, a Reiki master, ask for help when you need it. Like it's a perfect example. 
just to be held with love and compassion and support. It's, yeah, it's powerful for us to do that for ourselves. Definitely, which leads me into my next question of when, when would you say is a good time to seek out Reiki or like some signs you need some Reiki love in your life and kind of how to find you when, um, when that happens? And granted, I mean, everyone can use Reiki at any point in the day, but like what are some like obvious signs to like, let's say people who aren't super emotionally aware? <laughs> That's so funny. I'm like, uh, you need it all the time. Especially if you're feeling very overwhelmed, especially if you're feeling very stressed, um, if your anxiety is really not manageable, if you're very depressed, um, you know, like if your body just doesn't feel right, or if you don't even know what it feels like to connect to your body. I think all of these are very beautiful times where it's like a definite, like, let's go get some energy healing. Let's go get some Reiki. Let's love on ourselves. Yeah. Or if you just even, if you're like so tired and you don't know how to relax, like just go allow yourself to relax. If anything else, get a beautiful nap out of the session and wake up feeling refreshed. So I think, you know, I, I, I wish it was able for every human to be receiving some sort of energy work, some sort of body work at least once a month. I think we would all be a lot kinder and more compassionate with ourselves and with others. Um, if we were able to do this. Absolutely. And how we treat other people is just a projection of how we treat ourselves. So if we are being hypercritical or negative or harsh on other people, it's because that comes from internally. You know, that's not just a, okay, I act towards this way to people and then I act a different way towards myself. Like, nope, there is a strong correlation between the two. It's that mirror effect. You're always, you're constantly mirroring, especially when you're judging Um, that's, that's you kind of placing judgment on yourself without realizing it. Absolutely. And it's, it's why I try to show compassion towards, and and, you know, I'm sure a lot of people do this. You try to show compassion towards, um, people who are very critical, judgmental, who gossip, who struggle with, you know, avoiding rumors or, you know, starting them maybe. (laughs) And it's more about like, okay, clearly this person is kind of going through it internally. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't need to clap back at that and add to that. Like they're, they're already hard enough on themselves if this is what they're projecting. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's so true. And a powerful practice to start. Yes, that emotional awareness. Like that's literally been on my manifesting list with manifesting love in my life. Like whether it's friends, any relationship really is just people who are more emotionally aware because I – I'm not someone who needs to take other people's projections. No one else needs to be taking other people's projections. Like we already have enough going on in our own heads. We all have our anxieties, issues with depression. We all go through phases in life where we feel high and low. It's just kind of the ebb and flow of life. And we're all working through something. It's that quote that like, you never know what someone else is going through to you walk to, you know, take a walk in their shoes or something. Um, I definitely butchered that, but I don't remember it verbatim, but it's very much along like along the lines of that concept. Yeah, so true. So true. Yeah. So what would be the best way to seek you out and maybe book a session? Do you have like a website, Instagram? Uh, um, I have an Instagram. It, my handle is at I am beyond radiant. 
And my website is IamBeyondRadiant.com. So my business is Beyond Radiant Wellness. And I actually made those handles and websites so intentionally because when someone is typing in to find me, whether that's my website or my Instagram, you're literally telling yourself a mantra. And that mantra is I am beyond radiant. And so I just love that for everyone. And that's, that's me. I was gonna say, like, can we have some applause for like the affirmation that was written into that? Because that is so gorgeously intentional. And obviously, not just like healing for you, but everyone who reads that, you know, that subconscious sponge is going to soak that in. And the more you see positive phrases like that and can repeat that to yourself, the better you're going to feel. Yeah. Mantras are just so powerful. I, I tell myself mantras all the time. I feel like the, I feel like most people could use some more mantras in their life too. <laughs> Absolutely. Cause we all have some narrative running in our heads that might not even be our own phrases, you know, whether it's around money or love or a lot of toxic, you know, generational stuff that we do struggle to let go of on that, that subliminal level. And it's, that's where mantras and affirmations are so powerful because that subconscious mind is always awake. It's always soaking in information, whether you're awake or you're sleeping. And it's so cool that we have the power to change that narrative though. Right. And like they, like they say, there's studies done where people are speaking kindly to water and then speaking not kindly to water and the way the water will freeze looks completely different the you know the words that are not so kind that frozen water is very chaotic and when the water was frozen with words of kindness it's all like uh synchronized and like making beautiful like not it is art, but like, you know, beautiful in sequence, um, shapes or whatever it is. Um, and then it's so true because we are made up of so much water. So if us say telling water does this, like when we're speaking to ourselves in not kind ways, like what is that doing to our body? What is that? How is that showing up in our, in our everyday life? It's, it's wild when you think about it like that. Please excuse my Disney obsessed adult life here. I'm like classic Disney adult, but I'm thinking of Frozen 2 when they're talking about like water has memory. Mm, yeah, exactly though. There's so many good messages in Disney. I love it. Oh my God. It is like my favorite getaway. I have to say it's like my inner child feels safe to come out and play the minute I see Mickey Mouse anything. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, so much fun. And that actually, what you just said made me think of another question to this school curveball question. But what would you suggest that people could be doing for themselves, you know, today in their own homes, they don't need any tools or singing bowls, like, you know, what could they do for themselves today, you know, to help, we'll say exercise a little Reiki practice, a little Reiki love? Um. So what's coming to me when you say that is, sitting with yourself and asking your body, asking your spirit, like, what do I want? What do I need? And whatever the first thing that pops into your head is, is probably exactly what you need. So it's all about being mindful with, you know, your mind, your body, and having like a very intentional practice with yourself. I think that that's pretty easy. And I, you don't even have to be meditating. I know meditating is kind of, um, it can be hard or sound kind of scary, but just being mindful. What What's coming to mind when you ask your body, what does it need? Absolutely. And everyone's got this idea that, and I don't know why, but this, I learned this in middle school for some reason. They told us that meditating 
means clearing out all your thoughts. It means like not thinking anything. I'm like, I don't have a nothing box to go to. My box is always overflowing. There's always new ideas, you know, different things coming up, coming in, coming out. And there's so many different types of even just thought that it's so hard to sort through those boxes sometimes. And people get so discouraged when they think, oh my gosh, meditation is just like being absent basically from like your head. I'm like, that is so not the point. Right. I mean, if you can clear it like that, that's really cool and you should be really um, thrilled. (laughs) But right. It's all about acknowledging the thoughts. And is this thought benefiting me? Is it not? Can I release it? Is this a story or a thought that's coming on because someone else told me or made me think that it was a truth when in reality, I don't feel it's a truth. Like it's, it's just all about that awareness of these thoughts. It's not, yeah, exactly. You don't have to (laughs) stop thinking completely. Oh, that sounds really nice. Right. I know. (laughs) Like it would be so great. So it sounds so peaceful. Um, but so true. Like I don't know. It's just so hard to kind of compartmentalize sometimes. And I don't want meditation to give people the wrong impression. So I love that you kind of said like, sit with your body, be aware of yourself and like what needs, what needs more love right now? Yeah. And also, I mean, getting attuned in Reiki is beautiful and so powerful, but your hands have healing energy in them. You can place them wherever you want. And as long as you're setting the intention that, loving compassionate energy coming from the highest place of good into harm of none like you will start feeling energy we all have it we're all capable of it which is another reason why i love reiki so much is everyone can learn it everyone it doesn't matter if you're a lawyer if you're a doctor if you're a yoga instructor it's it's for everyone and that is so beautiful absolutely at, at its core i think reiki is just being more intentional. Mm-hmm. And that that in that way, it is for everybody because everybody could use a little bit more awareness and intention in their life. And that way they won't get to this point where like, sometimes I see this with like wellness coaching of like, they got into this point of like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I'm like 30, 40 years old. I don't like my job. I never wanted to do this. My father wanted me to do this. And I've mm-hmm. internalized all these, we'll say inner truths that weren't really mine. Yeah, it's so common. And the only way to clear those stories or projections is to sit with yourself and come back to yourself. And yeah, it's definitely a work. Um, it's sometimes it's easy, but sometimes it's not. Um, but yeah, just realizing what's yours and what's not is so important and huge. I feel like in anyone's healing journey. Yes. Discernment is huge in like many different ways. And, you know, deciding, you know, does this fit me? Does this not? And peeling back those layers of, nope, we tried this on for a while. It wasn't me. I literally just did this exercise with my brother and he's, he's worn many different shades of himself throughout the years, but hasn't really found one that really fit till now. And it's really cool to see that evolution of himself. Um, Mm. And I feel like everybody needs to kind of understand this is why they call it eras and like Taylor Swift, like eras of like her eras tour, whatever comes to mind. And like, we call it phases of life and cycles because we never really are meant to stay the same. Mm, Yeah. We're full of ebbs and flows on like every aspect (laughs) for sure. Yeah. Like I very much look back on my own life and I'm like, okay, that was like my short hair era. And this was like my long haired era. This is when I got bangs. And like, I can like, 
I pointed out by like obviously different hair stuff just because it's just what I do. <laughs> but other people do it in different ways too. Of like, oh, I had this job at that point, or oh, this is when this kid was born. It just it happens differently for everybody, and it's okay to recognize, you know, not fear change. That change is good. Change brings about a lot more awareness than than you you didn't have previously. Right, all about growth, right? Yes, continuing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so, so, so much for joining today. I'm so sorry about all these technical difficulties. It was kind of crazy, but we made it. We did it. I am so, so glad you got to come on and talk. You are such a wealth of knowledge, you know, when it comes to being in tune with your body and just Reiki practices, everything. And please reach out to her if you need a session. Newsflash, everybody does, <laughs> but <laughs> if you live in the Colorado area, especially, but distance Reiki does exist too. So you can always book a session, go to her website. You're so sweet. Well, also, I just want to say I was so honored to be asked to be on here. I'm very grateful for you and for this podcast. I mean, I people are going to learn a lot about all sorts of healing from you, and that is so magical and wonderful. Um, but yeah, if you want to find me, you can find me at, at I am Beyond Radiant. That's my Instagram. And then I am beyondradiant.com is my website. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. And we will see you all on Friday for some affirmations.